The medical health information provided during this program is for general information and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional advice. None of the given information is for the purpose of diagnosis or treatment. Neither does this program serve as approval for any health product or brand. This program aims to enhance your personal health and wellness through the adoption of healthy lifestyles and your prompt presentation to the health professional whenever you suspect that you are ill. For treatment and professional advice, ensure you consult your physician. Welcome to Say Yes to Good Health with Memorial Hospital. I'm Melanie Cole, and I invite you to join us as we discuss life at Maple Grove Memory Care. Joining me is Kristen Doyle. She's a registered nurse and the director of nursing at Hancock Village. Kristen, I'm so glad to have you with us today. Tell us a little bit about Hancock Village and Maple Grove Memory Care specifically. What is this? What, what, tell us about this place. Sure, thank you. So our campus, we call it Hancock Village. We have Hickory Grove and Maple Grove. Our Maple Grove is separated into two buildings and it's specifically for people with Alzheimer's and other dementias. So each building has just 10 rooms. It's what we call a small house concept. So just a small number of residents with a small staff. So really it's a living option for those who have dementia or other some other type of cognitive impairment, yes? Tell us what that means. So a lot of people, as they get older, they start getting forgetful, and some of that can be natural aging, but it's not natural to have the amount of forgetfulness that you get with dementia and the behavior differences. So it comes to a point that they can't stay home anymore. It's not safe for the person themselves. It's not safe for their families. It's stressful for the families. So at that point, they have to decide what they, where they can go. So you have nursing homes, and then you have us. We're specifically made for memory care. So it's more of an individualized care than you would see at like a nursing home. Well, thank you for clearing that up. So who would be a good fit for Maple Grove Memory Care as families are looking at nursing homes and assisted living and all the different levels of memory care that are available today? Tell us a little bit about who would fit in well at Maple Grove. Sure. So we take people at any part of the Alzheimer's process. So I like to think of Alzheimer's in three stages or dementia in three stages. There's the early stage when they're starting to get forgetful, the middle stage when they start having behaviors, they're wandering a lot, they start to forget their family, and the third stage when they can't walk, they can't talk, they're not feeding themselves. So oftentimes when our residents are looking for a place to go, it's in that middle stage when they start wondering they're not safe anymore. So that's what you see, but our goal is always to keep them until the end of life, and usually once they hit that last stage of dementia, then they're getting close to the end of their life. Wow, it's, it's quite a journey for families and for these patients to go through. So tell us about any cutting-edge technology that you have that's been implemented to provide quality experiences to those living at Maple Grove. Yeah, so our goal is to find the, the newest way of taking care of people with dementia. So a couple of things that we've done is we have two rooms in each of our building. We call them our multi-sensory rooms. One is specifically for cognitive stimulation. So this comes into play when you have somebody that's really withdrawn and just talking to them isn't, isn't stimulating them anymore. So they go into this room and there's different things they can do with their hands. There's different smells. There's different lights. So our goal is to stimulate all of those different senses. 
And then we have our low stimulus room. So oftentimes when you have somebody with dementia, they get very upset very easily. So you have this low stimulus room where they can just go in there and they can just relax. It's very calming and it really helps de-escalate some of those behaviors you see with dementia. So that's really great uh, that you have all of these different options. Now, you mentioned when I asked you the first question about the small house concept, can you expand a little bit on that, Kristen? Because I don't know what that is. Yes. So small house concept, it's this newer way of thinking of how to take care of those with dementia. It's we're the first of its kind in Illinois. So it's a small house, again, just 10 residents in each building. The It's built in kind of a circle. So they can wander all that they want and it's safe. They they can go to their room. They can wander into the dining room, to the living room. And then they have a little display case outside of their room that has items that are very familiar to them. So they can wander around. They'll see this item and know that that's their room. That's so cool. What a unique idea. So tell me how that small house concept, what a great idea, can that really sets Maple Grove apart from other living options. I think, again, if you look at a nursing home, it's very hard to take care of people with dementia because they wander, they get into things that aren't safe for them. They can get upset really easily. So when you look here and it's only people with dementia with staff that's specifically trained to take care of those with dementia, you have this safe, loving home where they're able to be independent and it promotes dignity, self-respect. It, it really is a great option for memory care. So now I'd like you to tell us about the staff because that is really, really where the crux of it is because you guys have to be just such hardworking, compassionate people to really spend this time with these patients and make them, as you say, feel, you know, that there's dignity. And tell us a little bit about the staffing structure and how that encourages this individualized care for residents. Sure, yeah. So we have... Two CNAs during the day, one at night, a nurse that oversees the building during the day and on call on the weekends. So this staff, they are this amazing group of people that have a true love and compassion for people with dementia. So it's people, they get 12 hours of training of Alzheimer-specific care a year. Plus, before they come on, they get four hours of listening to videos, listening to me talk about dementia and just spending time with the residents, getting to know who they were before the dementia and who they are now. So it's created this environment of people, you know, they come into work and the residents are so excited to see them. They might not remember their names, but they know exactly who they are. They go up, give them a hug. It's truly a family. Wow, that is really very special. And now can you tell the listeners, you've mentioned dementia. You've mentioned Alzheimer's. We've heard about cognitive impairment. Is this a normal part of aging? Can you tell us a little bit about how these are defined and how you at Maple Grove define these things so that you can, you know, put the patient in the proper level of care? Yeah. So dementia, Alzheimer's, it is not a normal part of aging, and that is a misconception. Dementia is an umbrella term, and there's all kinds of different kinds of dementia. Alzheimer's happens to be one of them and the most recognizable, I think. Um, when you're looking at somebody as they age, if they start to become forgetful, they start having behavioral changes, and they start decreasing in their social abilities, then we realize that's not normal aging. They have some form of dementia. 
Uh, it's hard to tell exactly what kind of dementia they have, but they all progress in a similar fashion. So that is what we're looking for when somebody comes in. We have what's called a slums exam, and that goes through what we call orientation questions. So what day is it? What time of the year is it? Who's the president? Stuff like that. And when you get a score on that slums exam, we'll know if you have dementia or if it's just a normal aging. So those are different, though. Dementia and Alzheimer's disease, those are two different things, right? They are. So dementia is this umbrella term for all kinds of cognitive impairments that come with the older adults. Um, Alzheimer's is just one kind and the most common. There's also, there's Huntington's disease, there's Parkinson's disease that has a dementia related to that. Um, Creutzfeldt-Jacobs disease. There's all kinds. We go on and on about that, but that is the difference. Wow. So, you know, this is such a life-limiting illness for so many people. Tell us a little bit about what life is like for the residents of Maple Grove. Tell us a little bit about what a day might consist of and even meals. And you mentioned the wandering and the circle, the small house concept. Tell us what a day is like. Yeah, so if you have just your typical person with dementia and you're putting yourself in their shoes, think of waking up in the morning, you have no idea where you're at. You're not even sure who you are. You don't know your family. So when you wake up, you're scared. So what helps them is that our staff goes in there and they see a familiar face. They don't know how they know them. They're not sure why they know it's a nice person, but they know that it's somebody that they know and trust and love. So that is how their day starts out. This person will take them help them get dressed for the day. And again, they're still confused. They don't understand that why they can't do these normal everyday functions. They go out, eat breakfast. Our breakfast is served anytime they wake up. We don't put them on our schedule. We work off their schedule. So whatever time they wake up, we take them out, feed them whatever they want for breakfast. No one thing they can choose. And again, even eating is difficult for them. Sometimes they don't remember how to use a fork. They can't distinguish the food from the plate. It's a lot that goes into it, and that's what their life is like all the time. After breakfast, they'll, a lot of them will take naps or do some kind of activity, and then lunch, and then the afternoons are usually spent. They sit on the couch, and the staff sits with them, talks to them, listens to music, and usually another activity at this time. And then supper, and then a lot of people with dementia experience this phenomenon called sundowning. So as the sun goes down, their dementia seems to just get worse. They're more confused. They're ready to go home, but they don't really know where home's at. So again, our staff is is trained to deal with that and to help calm them down and get them to their rooms and get them settled in for the night. Wow. Really, you are all doing such wonderful work as we wrap up this first part of our of our show today. Tell the listeners what you'd like them to know about Maple Grove at Hancock Memory Center. At Hancock Village. Maple, tell us what you want us to know about Maple Grove Memory Care in a section of Hancock Village. Yeah, so Maple Grove, again, it's just this really great home for people with cognitive impairments. And just remember that people with cognitive impairments are still people and they still deserve love and moments of joy. It just looks differently. Thank you so much, Kristen. What great information. Tell us a little bit about how families find you, how they come to you, and how, when they first come to you, it's usually what? The sons and daughters, the children, the spouses of, of the residents come to you and say, 
we need this resident, this person to come live here. How does that discussion take place? Sure. So one thing, you know, we're a small community. So a lot of people hear from us from word of mouth. We also have a website, HancockVillage.org. They can contact us either way. So usually a family member comes in here. And like you said, usually a child or a spouse, they come here in here and say, my loved one has dementia. I've taken care of her for so many years, but I just can't do it anymore. We need help. And so we immediately give them our information. We have a little folder we give them with everything. And then we take them over to Maple so they can actually see what the small house concept is and why it's such a great thing for somebody with dementia. So, I mean, then what? How's the process work of getting somebody in there? I think that people are nervous about the paperwork. They're not sure if they need a referral from their doctor for this. Tell us a little bit about how that works and include some of the pay information because I think that that's another issue people always have questions about. Of course. So we make it as easy as possible. So first things first, you call me, I answer the phone and I'll say, can you come in and meet us in person? So when they do that, we give them an application to fill out. And that's kind of the first step is once you get that um, application, you get put on our wait list. So application first. The next thing we'll want is doctor's records because no, you do not need a referral from a doctor, but we do need a doctor to say that this person has dementia. So that's step two. And then the next step is meeting your loved one. We will come to your home and just assess them in their normal environment and see what kind of help they need. How are we going to be able to promote independence with this person while also meeting their needs? After that, we would get what's called a um, determination of needs screening. That comes from the Department of Aging out of Quincy. It's a person just over the phone usually asks some questions. They just have to say that they're appropriate for an assisted living, for supportive living. And then after that, we bring the loved one, if they're able to, we bring them in to see the building. Sometimes that just causes more confusion. So they just, the day they move it is the first time they see it. It just kind of depends on the person. But then once all of that paper works out of the way, they can come in. And we just recently were certified to accept people on Medicaid too. So we have private pay, long-term care insurance, and Medicaid. We can accept all three. I'm so glad you told us about that. Now, you said sometimes the first time they see it is when they're moving there, which makes a lot of sense. What about familiar things? Tell us about the room that the residents will be in. Do they bring things from home? How does that work? Yeah, so it would kind of be like moving into an apartment. You have, we um, have a dish set up, but you would bring your own TV, your own furniture, clothes, we give you a whole list of things to bring in. And the idea is, yes, you want it to be stuff that's familiar to them. So, you know, maybe a bed that they really like, a nightstand that they really like, whatever that might be. And then some residents like little trinkets, things that are familiar to them. Pictures of families are always really good. So then now tell us about the caregivers and the family members. They've been dealing with this. They've been helping their loved one, taking care of their loved one. And it's pretty stressful. It's pretty hard to do, right? So tell us a little bit about how you speak and work with the families, because not only is it stressful caring for their loved ones, but then turning their loved ones over to you can be a very stressful time in someone's life. Yeah. So the thing that's always most evident is nearly every family member that comes to us and says we need help 
they feel like a failure in a way that they failed their loved one. And that is such a misconception too, because by bringing your loved one to us, you're putting them in the, the best place possible, somewhere that this person will really prosper because it's set up for them, for people with dementia. So that's the first thing I try to talk to families about is you are doing the best thing for your loved one in this moment. And I always let them know at a certain point, you don't want to be their caregiver anymore. You just want to be their daughter or son or husband or wife. So I try to make that very known to them. Then what about things like therapy? And even if the family comes to visit and, and families come to visit and they don't want to just sit, are there things that, that you guys set up, things that they can do, activities that they can do together? Give us some strategies and behavioral strategies that people can do, that family can do with their loved ones when they do come to visit. Yeah, so a couple of things we do is, one, we identify the best time of day for that person to be visited. A lot of people, evenings are really bad, so first thing in the morning is the best time to visit. And then we have, we have a box of things that each resident, we know that they enjoy, so that family member can get that box of things and just take them out, enjoy it with the family. A lot of people enjoy going out on our patio and just sitting. We also have a park right next door to us and they can walk over to the park and sit there. Another thing we try to do is I try to let the family know if there are any topics that are really bad and really triggering. For example, none of our residents know anything about COVID. They don't understand what's going on. They don't even know it's a thing. So when families come in here talking about this global pandemic and this vaccine, it just really upsets the resident because they have no idea or current events. So I try to explain to them to just stay away from those topics. Well, that's interesting. Um, pretty insightful, really. So when they are with them, do you have a place besides like the park and all, do you have a, like a room where they could go and maybe read or do they hang out in their rooms for like activities, puzzles, whatever it is they're going to do? TV watching. They tend to either hang out in their apartment or in our multi-sensory room or the patio. Those are kind of the three places. Or right out at the uh, dining room table, we'll get them each a cup of coffee and they can sit there and chat as long as they'd like. And what about the help that you do give the residents? We talked about mealtime. And you mm -hmm. said some of the residents have trouble feeding themselves. So are there caregivers? Because if I was taking my loved one, these these are questions I would want to know, right? Is, is, of course. Is someone going to feed them or help them decide on the food choices? How do they know? Yeah. So my rule of thumb is if one person can be helped by one person at all times, we can meet that need. So that means toileting and, you know, they need their incontinence supplies changed. That's if they do need help feeding. What we usually try to do is cue them so they're still feeding themselves. So they're still independent. But again, sometimes they forget what a fork is. So you just have to show them, put the food on the fork and hand it to them. And that stimulates them enough to start eating themselves. That's always our goal, but we would feed somebody if they're unable to do that for whatever reason. So Kristen, you mentioned that we don't discuss with the residents about the global pandemic, but for their family members, can you tell us the protocol right now as they come to visit their loved ones at Maple Grove Memory Care? Yeah, so the doors are locked, so they pick up a phone and call us when they want to come in. We go to the door, let them in, we have them put a mask on, we take their temperature, ask them if they've had any signs or symptoms of COVID or any exposure to anyone with COVID, and then ask them to wash their hands or use hand sanitizer, then they're able to come in the building and visit. So we want to keep our residents safe. 
So we try to make visits happen in the safest way possible. So we're a lockdown unit. So when they get there, they pick up a phone right outside the door that rings into us. We go out there, we offer them a mask if they don't have one already. And then we would take their temperature, go through all the questions of, have you been around anyone with COVID, any outstanding COVID test, ask if they um, have any symptoms. And then we have them perform hand hygiene, however that looks, hand sanitizer or hand washing. And then we do encourage that visits to either be outside or in the residence apartment. So they're, we're not having one visitor around multiple residents. Well, that certainly makes sense in the last minute here. Kristen, I'd like you to reiterate what you would like listeners to know about Maple Grove Memory Care, part of Hancock Village, how, all the wonderful, compassionate work that you are all doing there and how they can feel good putting their loved ones someplace where they're going to get this kind of compassionate care. Yeah, I just want people to remember when you think of a facility, you often think of nursing homes from years ago, and that's just not what it is anymore. Here at Maple Grove Memory Care, it's individualized. It's it's really giving your loved one a whole new life, a whole way to be as independent as, pos- as possible and dignified as possible while fighting this horrible dementia. Well, it sounds like you have just such a great team working with you and working with the residents. And thank you so much, Kristen, for joining us today to learn more about Maple Grove Memory Care, part of Hancock Village. You can call 217-357-8800 to schedule a tour. You can also visit our website at mhtlc.org to get connected with one of our providers and read more about Maple Grove Memory Care. That concludes this episode of Say Yes to Good Health with Memorial Hospital. We'd like to thank our audience and invite you all to download and subscribe and rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you found this podcast informative, please share on your social channels and be sure to check out all the other interesting podcasts in our library. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening today. The medical health information provided during this program is for general information and educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional advice. None of the given information is for the purpose of diagnosis or treatment. Neither does this program serve as approval for any health product or brand. This program aims to enhance your personal health and wellness through the adoption of healthy lifestyles and your prompt presentation to the health professional whenever you suspect that you are ill. For treatment and professional advice, ensure you consult your physician.